Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Log Talk Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show and get the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level. Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, what's good? War Room family are once again live in the War Room for the 611th time. Brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable as usual with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin also in the building. Super Bowl 56 is set. The Bengals, the, the Cincinnati, you may not, you may no longer call us the Bungles Bengals. And Rams will do battle in a little over a week. But right now, the ish is hitting the fan in the NFL as it pertains to hiring practices. So let's rap about it, man. It's time to sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the war room. The greatest man cave in the history of Earth. Uh, You can get in on the conversation yourself, of course, by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, or IG at, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? Uh, what's y'all thoughts on um, Black History Month 2022 opening up with bomb threats to several HBCUs? Yo, we can't have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even have our 28 days I'm in thinking, peace, man. God, I'm, damn, we can't. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, honestly, what took so long? <laughs> but, yo, we, we can't have nothing. So, yeah, so, you know, several HBCUs around the country have, have experienced this. Um, I, I, don't, I pretty much, I don't think it's any merit to it, but, you know, these aren't the days to not take these kind of threats seriously. So I know some schools in this area, Bowie State um, University, uh, Howard, you know, a couple of days ago, they were like, they had a little lockdown type situation going on. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, something in place. I don't know. I forgot what it's called. But um, Shelter in place. Shelter, shelter in place. Yeah. Shelter so they, place. Were, they were taking the threats pretty seriously because, you know, even if you're thinking to yourself, ah, this is nothing. You know, something blow up, and you're Yo. responsible for these. You know, chill these young being, adults. Being <laughs> being where we from, I can't really relate to the term shelter in place. I, I think more of running and ducking in motion, uh, as opposed much. to sheltering in place. But you know, I mean, you remember B back in the early 2000s when uh, 
the the DC sniper was gripping the area, like we was mad that they was canceling our flag football games. Like we was trying to be outside. Hate, but um, <laughs> and then when they went back to it, you know, we hey, we like we on the field, we moving anyway. If, if you fast out yeah. here, one you nice with your shakes and your shadies, then he can't get you anyway. <laughs> so shout out to yeah, one of y'all when he got sniped. <laughs> then got mad at him like why they why they allow us to play because that's, no, how, that's no, how it no. works. Damn right. I ain't gonna front though. When we did finally go back out there, because the field is right next to a, a dorm, so I'm I'm looking on the roof of that dorm the whole time, just kind of nervous, like what a boy up on top of this roof. But nah, man, it's, it's it's crazy, you know. Black History Month, you know, the, the the little thing that the little bit that they give us, we got to deal with this, man. It's just like hatches that in ain't country, nowhere. Just that evil. ain't nowhere near. That ain't nowhere near as important as Whoopi Goldberg saying something about the Holocaust. Nowhere near it. Oh, no. Come on. You know, you, you can't say anything about the Jews, Holocaust, even if you mean no harm. If it comes off the wrong way, there's no understanding. There, There's no understanding whatsoever when it comes to them. Like, you know, they can, they can back these up are the, down these are the thought, all, These all are the thoughts day. of Dev, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get canceled. But that's the thing. Your thoughts no, don't have to be about nothing. All I'm saying is, you know, and it's I know only, that's enough, though. Yo. Wrong people get a hold of that. That, that was enough. No, nah, but listen, no, nobody canceled us my... anywhere else. But we could get canceled on here. We talk about them. <laughs> no, here's my thing. I'm not even mad right, at um, you, though. Like, I think it's hard. I think I think the fact the that yeah, you can't even say anything, I think that's the way it should be with us, too. I mean, it's not that way, and it probably won't be that way. But listen. More power to them, but they can listen, man. That's that's fire. That's how it should yeah. be. We got. Man, you say something bad we got about, a, like, a tiny bit of power, but in comparison to what you can do and say to them, like it's nothing. Like I was talking. Earlier, drag you on. I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys will will agree with my take on this, but the whole the the last one got me to thinking when um, Carmelo Anthony got into it with a fan and the fan ended up getting ejected from the game last week. It has nothing to do with it being in Philly because I've seen much worse from them and, you know, reasons that some of them fans should be ejected from games. But I was, I was thinking to myself, like, this is a slippery slope that the NBA is kind of going down with this situation because now like, the ref doesn't have to hear anything. The security guards don't have to hear anything. A player can just walk up to the ref, point somebody out, and get them ejected. Now, you know, sometimes you can't even tell it a millionaire no more. Right, right. So sometimes there's witnesses there, you know what I'm saying, and, and their accounts could be backed up. But a lot of times there's not. Like, y'all remember that video? You got LeBron literally walking to the other side of the court and walking over to or an official pointing somebody out, like looking like a you know a snitch back in elementary school or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, I think there's set dangerous precedents because it's not like okay, let's do what we can in the moment to investigate the situation. It's kind of like kick these fans out, ask questions later. And usually when this is happening, of course these are the expensive seats. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't I, know. It's, I got, it's always got, a hearsay. Now we have a card to pull and. If I ever get in trouble, I tell everybody all the time, I will be pulling that card. <laughs> Somebody yeah. calls me a nigga, whether they really call me a nigga or not. If I got to use it to get out of trouble, that's what I'm going to do. 
right, but here's mm-hmm. my but, thing though. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at the NBA either. Like, kick them out because first of all, I've been in arenas. You know what I'm saying? And yo, y'all fans do be out there wilding. That's not just because no, they, they be out wilding. But 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 the thing is, I don't want them to sit there and investigate it and then kick them out because like yo, the games be too damn long already. Like yo, let's get them out of there. More than likely, they was correct. And the thing is though. About pulling I don't the card, think you like, got to stop the game to do that, though. You can ask some people in the general area, like what happened, and if the accounts line up, then you got to roll, cause like. Yeah, but how you know how much time that's going to be, y'all? It, it take it take them it take them fifty minutes. I know, but my question is why you got to stop the game to do that. You ain't got to stop the game to do that. Well, because 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 if the game continues and I'm sitting around there and they got security and everybody there and they like I don't want all the distraction. Like yo, get them out of there. Let's keep it moving. Um, hey, man, ain't nobody important is, though, to these people but the TV networks. And as long as it's still moving for the TV networks, then <laughs> you're talking about you watching the crib. I'm talking about what if I'm sitting next to the ball? Like, no, but I'm, I mean? I'm like, talking I don't about want from their perspective, Get him out of here. the most important thing are the TV networks. So as long as they're not holding up the TV networks, then you got to do something. Uh, and then once, no, get them out of once you get them out of there, though, how can you even do any type of investigation? Because we say that now because most of the time this happens – it's usually a white dude acting stupid to, you know, well, one of these black the, players. But when, the, what about when it starts to be us and it's a legitimate, like, yo, they just being sensitive right now because athletes are mad sensitive these days. Well, like, well, here's the difference, right? The difference is it ain't going to be one of us because it's white players that allows them to sit there and think they can scream all kinds of obscenities at black players to begin with. I ain't going to You know what I mean? Like, I've, and, I've and, been, and a lot of times, I've been in those areas. I've seen black people go, you know. Yeah, but even the players B, won't take that the same. Yeah, because I've seen B. Austin heckle people. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but what the, I'm saying is it's a culture seat. thing, too, though. Damn! Thanks so much! Yo, he's snitching on you, B. It's a culture thing, too, though. I'm LeBron on it. That's why I'm get this dude out of here. Yo, but, but here's what I'm saying, though. It's a culture thing, too. Like, LeBron see B. Austin talking dirty. It's different than LeBron seeing a 60-year-old white dude or a white woman, you know, call, saying all kinds of obscenities. It comes off different. Like, people talk trash. You're a, you're you know a fan. What, you're a fanatic. You're at a game. You know, the difference yeah. I see, though, and, and sometimes it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to go tell on him, I, I guess, you know, Karen for Karen. But I, I'm thinking if it was if it was one of us, he would probably try to act hard and act like he was going to knuckle with us or something. Like, so why we but get that? That's what I'm saying. So it comes off different. So he gonna yeah he gonna tell you the f like I've seen Russ cuss out black people all the time but when when the white people got too crazy Russ pulled them out but when it's black dudes Russ will like you know that's so handy. yeah like, see I, I mean call, I don't call, I don't, don't disagree with anything you're saying I don't want anybody to think that I'm defending the the privilege going on out there I just think it's a slippery slope when these athletes that we know are really sensitive these days because their the scrutiny is out of control with the 24 hour media cycle and social media and all that kind of stuff yo. If people, because I'm, I'm not even saying that the stuff that's happened so far wasn't legit. Like LeBron never, never really told anybody what the the lady said that he pointed out at that time. Um, there were just rumors LeBron going so around. Big, he she said something like, uh, "Your son needs to die." Something outlandish, right? So I'm not saying like if these people said what they said, then it's all good. I'm saying when people start looking at that, when other players start looking at that and see that it's that easy. I mean, imagine Ben Simmons getting a hold of that and starting to use that. Like, you, you might call ben him light skin. Throw everybody and, right, he going to, yeah. Ben gonna Simmons ain't trying to throw nobody out. Ben throw himself out. As a matter of fact, it actually <laughs> happened. 
Rondo got a dude thrown out because Rondo put his finger in the dude's face. Rondo admitted afterwards that the dude didn't say anything threatening. But Rondo, he, he literally man. said, yo, I just, wanted, I just wanted to get him out of here. And he got, I think that's a hey, listen, when man. these people are paying those kind of tickets. Let's go. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't man. know. Because like I said, I if, it, that, if that happened to us, like, that's going to be a problem. Listen, man, <laughs> it's a free market. You don't want an investigation. You don't want, Jim, if you're sitting in the area, you're saying you don't want an investigation to hold up the game. Well, what if one of these dudes did that to you? That's way more of an inconvenience hey, listen, than them stopping the game hey, for listen, an investigation. Hey, listen, but that's, 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 that's what attorneys, that's what the court system for, that's what the free market mm. is for. You know what I mean? Like I think every time any of this, if you do that to, if you do that in, to in enough court. fans, we do it to enough fans. Like you got a franchise a versus a fan in a hearsay battle. Like it's a losing battle. Yeah, but a lot of and, and they got your bread. They got your bread because they kicked you out for no just reason. Because it's, just because it's a franchise going against a person, don't mean you can't get a check. They pay checks every day to tell people to go away. Give my go away money. Just give my go away money. You can make some noise. That sounds easy. And even in the Carmelo thing, I mean, it ain't gonna be easy. The, the people kept to, saying the dude kept calling Carmelo boy. Now you know we know the connotation that that's had over the years, but I also know how people talk these days with the oh, what's up, my boy and my boy and boy and and I also know not a white as, too, as a matter of fact, the a white, dude a white, got a white. kicked out. He got kicked out with his homie who was black, who probably allows dude to culturally appropriate and talk like that. So. Mm-hmm. Probably I'm sitting boy. here like it probably, probably wasn't brilliant. a hey, he got boy, kicked, he got get in the out, corner, he boy. He got out with his slate. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't a slate. That was, that was his African-American. <laughs> that was his, he got <laughs> out with his African-American. His African-American let him, you know, probably talk in a way that he shouldn't be talking. But not talking in a way that should get you kicked out, just talking in a way where we're like, damn, here they go acting like us again. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, uh, this could all be avoided if people just sit down and shut the – um, just be quiet and watch the game. Like, <laughs> come on, man. FOH, man. Kick them out of there. I'm with it, NBA. Kick them all. Kick them out of there. I'm, I'm, I'm all partially saying kick Brown them was like, Brown was like you got to go back to your miserable life. You know what I mean? Anyway. I feel you. All right. Um, all right, so before we get started on the, the stuff we need to talk about tonight, man, of course, we got to remind y'all that whether you're with us live or not, that anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss our show or an episode of Tissue in the Tape. If you're a hip hop fan, um, make sure you check out the latest episode of Tissue in the Tape. Uh, they had Billy Dance from the world-famous MOP crew um, on the Bust It Up with them for a nice little interview. Uh, make sure you check that out, man. we got the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, um, superstars, uh, John Appetit, if you're a foodie, on the couch with the Wilsons, if you like to watch a lot of TV, after a further review, after further review with the mayor and a whole lot more, man. So make sure you check out the network. So let's get into these hot topics, man, which are brought to you by my bookie. Y'all know what it is, man. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, and it's time to go ahead and place a bet. You can lay down some money on some of the biggest games in sports. Y'all know the Super Bowl is coming up, uh, Super Bowl 56. You can join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages 
after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Now, let's go into the NFL, fellas, for what was the biggest story of the week. It wasn't at the beginning of the week. And we'll get to what the biggest story at the beginning of the week was, but this one has pretty much taken over everything. Um, Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, who has been on the interview trail lately, you know, in an attempt to get another job, um, he's decided to file a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL um, in regard to their hiring practices. Now, you know, his main claim is the Rooney rule is pretty much a sham, which we've talked about here for the past decade or so, um, because they're just giving a lot of black coaches sham interviews. Um, in his case, the last straw was the fact that he was to interview with the New York Giants, but the Giants had secretly already promised the job to Brian Dabble, um, former assistant with the Buffalo Bills. Now, the way that uh, Brian Flores found this out is because the guy that both of these Brian's used to work for Bill Belichick was texting with Brian Flores, congratulating him on getting the giants job. And as the conversation moved on, Brian Flores started to notice like Bill Belichick is saying stuff that he wasn't even privy to. So he asked him like, are you talking to Flores or double? And then Bill's, at that moment, Bill Belichick knew that he effed up. So he bit, he pretty much gave the news to Brian Flores that, okay, you're interviewing for a job has already been given to Brian Dabble. And this was kind of like the confirmation, the proof of what a lot of these black coaches and, you know, quote-unquote minority candidates have already known about this Rooney Rule situation. So what, what were you got? What were y'all thoughts when – you know, when this whole thing hit the fan, because after the initial information hit the fan, it just started tumbling downhill like a, <laughs> like a damn snowball picking up, Man. picking up extra snow. Um, salute. First of all, I would like to just say how, um, how much honor and respect I have for Brian Flores and the, and the stand that he's taking the martyr, the martyrdom, that he's willing to uh, to endure, like he's now a martyr because the Colin Kaepernick of coaches. Know that he will, yeah, 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 yeah. He he will never coach above the junior <laughs> high school level, and they don't even have junior high schools anymore. But he's not going to coach above the junior high school level uh, ever again. Like it's gonna, there's going to be a black ball the size of white ball. It's going to be a white ball. Uh, out there and he's done so for him to step up and you know basically he he died so others might might live so deuce can you know get his neck tattoo removed <laughs> and go ahead and step into the coaching rank so um, so deuce can get a I real mean, interview a beautiful that all the token interviews Yo, i literally i'm gonna tell you something funny um y'all gonna laugh but it's not funny but i laugh yo eric the enemy uh was supposed to interview for that uh, Denver job, mm-hmm. and they brought up the fact that when he was 21 or 22 years old, maybe 23, um, he 
he did something allegedly unscrupulous to a young Caucasian lady, and they brought this up. Meanwhile, Urban Meyer had all types of chicks sitting on his lap talking about what pops up. And, you know, (laughs) while he was a coach. And John Gruden and the bull from the Washington Commanders was in the joint talking about monkeys and big lips and spear chuckers and <laughs> like you won't you won't you will literally find any reason possible to say no to a black man pursuing the opportunity to coach other young black men, but you'll allow these jabronis to basically have free run. Like yo I listen, salute salute to Flores. The NFL is a microcosm of society. We know that rich white men run the world. And how they feel is they don't need too many knickers around in leadership positions in their organizations or defeats white supremacy. So well, here's, the symbolism. Here's the, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is what's really going to happen to them? Ain't nothing going to happen to them. Ain't nobody going to stop watching. So, therefore, they can continue to do whatever it is they Ain't want no to do. Ain't no consequence. Yeah, <laughs> no, great point. There's no, how, how, how would you operate in a world if there's no consequences? Like, they got the purge going on literally, like, every day for them. They do whatever they want to do because what are the consequences? Nobody's going to stop watching. Like, nobody's going to stop watching. I don't learn, if I don't learn anything yeah. else from Kaepernick, I learned that don't nobody really care. Like, Brian Flores, ain't nobody going to care about him on the bowl alone. We all, we all watching the bowl and don't care about Brian Flores. Like and and and, right. and that's part of the problem is there's really no consequences. We continuously fight. You know, I think it was uh, someone put out an amazing tweet. Like, I'm tired of fighting for like you know um, places that don't really want us there. I mean, I talk Carrie, about this Carrie all the time. At the end of the day, yeah, they, yeah, Carrie mm-hmm. Champion shot. Ooh, shot the Carrie Champion. Anyway, but, um, yo, but on um, no, um, shot into it. Yo. <laughs> yo. Anyway, man. Tired um, of fighting. Tired of fighting to get in there if she don't want me in there. Good. Hey yo, no Ben <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Yeah, well, real quick though, uh, but the plot, the bottom line is this is this is what it is, man. Like the fact that they even bring up whether Eric Bieniemy calls plays or not is a joke. It, it, it really is a joke because Andy Reid has had dudes that just got his coffee that got head coaching jobs. Like that, you know what I mean? Like they didn't call plays either. Like, how come, yo, it never, how come it never affected any of the? Any of the like the ball from Minnesota, like I mean, you know, I, it never affected any of the other. Oh. Teams, but all of a sudden, now it's a question of whether he calls plays. How many OC? Yo, how many Cliff OC Kingsbury got was a coffee Andy? grabber. That's what I'm saying. Like, so why does it matter for him? Like, it is what it is, man. Like, you know, this this is part of what the game oh, is, man. man. Shot the bar. So, Jim, you know I mean, my, my, my is my there? Brother. What you say? Is there any way you think? Is there any way that? They can avoid, and I don't even know if they, quote, unquote, want to, but is there any way that it could be avoided that they make a mockery of the Rooney Rule? No. Because at, at some Rooney point, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, the, the, the rule is, is, is trash. But it's, at some point, you like, okay, you understand why it's in place because and, – and I'm, and I'm sure some of these black candidates, you know, it's, it's with them, they just got to hope that somebody's doing the right thing. And they're like, okay, if I could just get an opportunity 
you know, to get in there, then maybe I can impress somebody. Or maybe they can tell somebody how impressive it was, even if they don't hire me. But I'm wondering if there's any of that going on, or is it just I got to satisfy this rule, I got to check this box, come on in here for um, Yo, uh, an interview. Is there any way Joe. for them not to make a mockery of this rule? No, because the rule If we, if we don't have the rule, then they're just not even going to get interviews at that point. Well, hold up. Here, peep Yo. this, though. When the, when the Rooney Rule was put in place, we had three black head coaches. How many we got now? Uh, one. One of those Yo, three. I'm going to tell you what's even. I'm going to tell you what's even. Just so one. Peep this, so peep this. So peep this. We got over 20 years of uh, the Rooney Rule, and now we actually have less than we had when it was implemented. <laughs> so what good is it? So my thing is, what is it really doing, though? Like, what we got here, man? No, the Rooney no, but that, that's exactly brilliant. what I'm asking, though. I'm like, because you see, you know what? The, the rule aims to do, well, at least what they say it aims to do, we know that it's not no. doing that, but okay, if we just scrap it all together, like, okay, the Rooney rule is BS, which, is a, which is, has always been, but then no. they don't have to even fake. They won't even get a, a, a black one. candidate in there better. for an interview, so there's no than. chance that somebody's going to impress them to the point, like, where they even consider what you, what you, what changing you got, their mind. Austin, what you got that's better than that, yo? What you got that's better than that? Yo, yo, as soon as he uh, as he laid this out and came out and said, we're going, you know, I'm going to sue, the the NFL immediately said within 30 minutes. Less than two hours. It's without baseless. merit. It's without merit, right, 30 minutes. They investigated some deflated balls. A lot longer than that, but they like immediately came out. I got, out one, I got one better basement. than that, be awesome. But got, they immediately, but, but they immediate, they said this, but like then you like, well, why would you have to have the Rooney Rule if it's without merit and baseless? Right, so, right. They have I got the one rule better. I got one better than that. I got one better than that, right? So, here, so this this is gold right here, yo. So, <laughs> so the fact is, right? There's one head coach right now, right, and that's Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. They're so culturally clueless. They, they like, and this is part of the part of the problem is they just don't even understand what's going on. Like they're probably really flabbergasted by his lawsuit. They have no idea. Like, Why I really are you niggas here. unhappy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, they're so clueless, right? That the people from Pittsburgh came out. And they were talking about Tomlin, and they said that the Rooney Rule works because when we brought him in, he so impressed us that we gave him the job because we had all intentions on hiring a white coach. So they just told you exactly. They say, yo, they said it. <laughs> like, yo, what do you mean? They just told you exactly. It was like what? Oh, my gosh. But but he came in. He must have went to the Mike Brown School of Interview. He came in. He was like, you know, well thought out, articulate. He laid out his, his plan for being a coach. And they were so impressed. But they was like, we're going to give him a shot. I mean, and now my man hasn't had a losing season since. But that also goes to prove the point that, you know, when you're a kid and they tell you this BS that I wish black parents would stop saying, you got to be twice as better and twice as, like, uber extraordinary to even get an opportunity in their space. But, again, this is their space. Um, but that's how culturally clueless they are. It definitely is, and that's exactly why, why I asked that question. Like, is there any way to not make a mockery of it? Because once out of every hundred interviews, somebody might impress them enough that, you know, their deep-rooted racism gets, you know, gets put to the side and say, okay, let's give this NAGRA a chance. 
we can only, you know, think of one or two cases where that possibly happened, but they admitted it. They admitted that that was the thinking behind that. So that's why I'm torn, like, do we scrap it or do we keep it for the Mike Browns and, and, and uh, Mike Tomlins of the world who might go in there with their trapper keeper and everything organized and kill it to the point where somebody's like, man, maybe these Nagras are smart about this game. So that that, that is exactly why I asked the question. But I, I don't know where they go from here. I think it's going to – it's going to be determined, I guess, by what's found in this lawsuit, what's found during this investigation. But, Jim, did Yo. your man Bill Belichick do this on purpose, or is his Yo, coaching that was my, that was my first thought. kicking in? I shared that in the group chat. I shared that in the group chat with y'all. That was my first thought there. Bars. This is somehow this is somehow um, a conspiracy that Bill was getting, because Bill got fined all kinds of money for uh, – <laughs> You know all his all his shenanigans. So he wanted everybody else to and get Bill caught like, doing something. Yeah, Bill was like, "All right, I, I got some get back. I'm gonna wait a couple of years, but I'm gonna get y'all." So part of me still <laughs> got you to that, but 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 even or, if it's not, right? or did he really not, not know if, if he was talking to White Brian or Black Brian? Yo, and that to me, Man, Brian it, Flores it, it, got it, one it of them. It makes it amazing. It makes it no, amazing. No, they were talking no, on the phone. Text they were uh, text messages. He had oh, two. You know, old heads don't know what they're doing. He has two ex-coaches, a white Brian and a black Brian. He was thinking he was mm-hmm. talking to the white Brian, but he was talking to the black Brian and giving him, so you he, know. So, anyway, so he congratulated I think him that, on getting the job, a job that hadn't been announced yet, B. And and that's when, because wow. at first he was telling them, you know, good luck and all this kind of stuff. But what he was really was saying was good luck coaching, not good luck with the interview. He thought he was saying, like, good luck on your interview and all that. And then he said, he told him, he was like, well, you know, you, you got the job, so, you know, it's, all good from here and just saying that kind of congratulatory stuff and that's when it hit Flores he was like wait because he knew that Brian Dabble was a, a candidate for this he knew that he had interviews so he was like are you talking to Dabble or Flores and then Bill was like uh oh <laughs> he was like Bill said new number who this <laughs> Yo, but I think that's what makes it more, that's what makes it more amazing, Dev. Because either either he did this on purpose, which is amazing, or this whole thing that can cost NFL millions and millions of money and put a stain on the NFL happened from an old white dude just like texting the wrong person. I think either one of those outcomes are are just fire. It's amazing. And you know your man, your man Stephen A. Smith said Brian Flores shouldn't have exposed Bill Belichick's text and lawsuits. In the lawsuit. Yo, that was what? the smoking gun. That was the case. That is the case. That's the smoking gun. How, like, dude gets on the wrong side of stuff a whole lot, man. I don't, I, I don't be trying to go that's on, dude, good. like a lot of that's other good. people That's do. good for TV. But, <laughs> but like, come on, dude. I stopped judging TV personalities because I honestly believe, and I, you watch enough of that stuff, they don't even believe what they say, yo. It's like I know Skip, the people I know for a fact. I, I, and I feel that, but if he don't believe it, though, like why he always got to seem to be taking the side of the, of the system of the man? I be trying because to. That, I, I'm that telling you, it, man. I be trying to defend boy. I be trying to. Like, oh man, don't call him goon. He ain't this and that. But like he always comes out in defense of the wrong side of the situation. Like why? Why can't we? Expose Belichick. Listen, listen, that Dev. is the case. Dev. 
What about the like walks like a raccoon? Gun. If it walks like a raccoon and it talks like a raccoon, more than likely it's a raccoon. What about black on black crime? So in this case, man, where where do we go from here? Uh, Are are we going to ever get the change that Brian Flores claims he wants to make? Because like B said, he's risking a lot. Um, Because I I don't necessarily think that Brian Flores wouldn't have got another job because – the backlash and the just the outrage was so strong at how he got fired from Miami in the first place. Like, I thought he was kind of a, a hot coaching candidate at the time, and I actually thought he was going to be the Giants' next head coach. But the, and, and the crazy part about it is, because of the position that we're in in this league, he still went through with the interview knowing that he was walking into something where somebody else had already been promised a job. He still went in there tried to get his Mike Brown on and, and do the best that he could just in case, because we, we've been, like, we've been so oppressed in this area, literally like all they're looking for now is an opportunity to get in front of somebody. And they just got to bet on themselves, even though they know that, that things aren't going to happen. So some of the other stuff in his lawsuit, he said when he interviewed for, the Denver job a few years back when they hired Fangio, he said it was so disrespectful that John Elway and the other Broncos representatives showed up late. They seemed like they were hungover from being out the night before, and they were just going through the motions of this interview. And then, you know, not too long after that, they announced that Fangio had gotten the job. Of course, John Elway emphatically denies these allegations and another allegation that he made that is being substantiated by some other coaches Hugh Jackson has come out and said I will back you on this let's go that when they do get the jobs they're being incentivized by their ownership group to lose games so they can get better draft positions but that always ends up with them losing their jobs, even the ones who play ball a little bit. Because it sounds like, even though Hugh on his rah-rah right now, it sounds like Hugh Jackson played ball a little bit in Cleveland with that. But he said he's going to back Brian Flores with that. So they're offering them like $10,000, $100,000 per loss so they can get better draft position. But you all, you know, the better draft position and the rebuild always comes with one of your white counterparts instead of you because you were just the one we needed to have in this embarrassing situation while we pay you to lose and then we judge you on your coaching record. How can we win, yeah? (laughs) How is it possible? Like they're paying us to lose and then judging our performance on our coaching record. It is a lose-lose situation. You can't win. You can't get out and you can't get in. Definition (laughs) of Shout out to Andre Zimmerman. All right, but um, yeah. So, um, another one that came up in the midst of this, there were uh, reports leaked that uh, Jim Harbaugh was going to leave Michigan because he was going to sign on Wednesday to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> now, when this announcement made was made, the Vikings were still interviewing candidates, so. In the 11th hour, Jim Harbaugh 
went back to all the people that he told goodbye to at Michigan to tell them that he was coming back and he'd be back next year. Sound like he didn't want to get he wanted no smoke. He did not want to get caught with the you know, the the ish that's hitting the fan in this Flores situation. Um trying to stay out of lawsuit. Right. So the so the the, the part about this uh B and Jim is this like this is really nothing that we didn't know. But when details come out, it always just like it's juicy, it's shocking. It's interesting to see that everything that we've thought about this whole Rooney Rule situation from the door is confirmed and, and it's true. But do y'all think he has any chance of winning a lawsuit against the National Football League? Or will this be another give him money like Kaepernick and whatever the situation was with Cap after that? Because Kaepernick don't talk I'm enough. Don't for the, I'm just waiting for the fire doc for Ava on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Waiting for that to pop up. Um, it's, this ain't going nowhere, man. I don't think it's going to be as revolutionary as people think. It's going to be a check cut, and then people are going to continue to watch football, and no black coaches will be there. Because it really ain't about that. It's about it's about being in the C-suite. I don't even care about coaching. Put us in the C-suite. Because you put us in the C-suite, guess what happens then? End up getting black coaches. GM in. job. Yo, what's funny is this though? What do you, what do you guys think uh, Jason Whitlock's take was on Barn Flores? By telling him to shut his mouth. I'm thankful for the freedoms he's been given. Yo, I don't right. know how right. bad telling it was. Shut his mouth. He got a know. chance and he, and he failed at it. That's probably what he said. I don't know. I, I don't know how bad it was, but I know it was anti-Flores, and they said it was so like disparaging that YouTube took it down. Because they said it was, like, you know, that bad. Like, I don't know what he must have been there calling him inward or something because, like, YouTube took it down. Wow. So, I don't know how far he went, but he went too far. Right. Anyway, we, well, we know, we know said, what man, he was going to take. Like, Stephen A., yeah, it's probably yeah, not much. even a – it probably wasn't even a take the side of the NFL, but he's one of those, oh, like, Belichick is too big to have his name in this. No, if Bill Belichick was the one – who fired the gun that's smoking and Bill Belichick's name is going to get put out no, there because I'll tell you then when the black guy said, I know this for a fact because I was in a text message with a well-respected coach, and when he can't produce a name, then they're going to call him all kinds of clowns and liars and he making stuff up. So hell yeah. Listen, Bill listen, name get put in I know, I know what Stephen A's comment was about. Stephen A's comment is Stephen A is anti-sharing text messages because he got some stuff out there. He don't want to come out. Yeah, he like, he so like, he anti-sharing he anti- <laughs> yeah, he anti- text messages because he probably talking filthy about everybody he works with, other players, like, you know. So that's I what that was about. At, at Molly Cramer when she was still married to Jalen. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. I, I can understand. Um, uh, Skyview in the chat room said, Leftwich will get Jacksonville. Flores will get Houston to prove uh, – in parentheses, to prove a point. Yeah, he's still in the mix for Houston and New Orleans. Um, you're right, left, Leftwich is still in the mix for Jacksonville. I heard a lot of the, the Leftwich situation is really him, though. He doesn't want to work general manager, so he's trying to get them to switch general managers before they offer him a job, if they're going to offer him the job. Mm-hmm. I was figuring when I saw that report, I was like, okay, they're going to say, all right, then whatever, then Negro and then go a different way. Yeah. But now, because of what's going on, I think yeah, some of these man. candidates actually have a better chance of getting a job so they can try to quell this, this whole thing before it really gets started. 
But nobody's left gonna be fooled got, by that. Left with nobody's gonna be fooled. Left with got leverage. He like, let me leverage this because I'm about to uh, <laughs> bring my own GM. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, let's get it. I, I feel you. All right, so um, yeah, crazy, crazy situation that's happening. Y'all got any, you know, last thoughts on this before we we move on? Is there any way that Flores and his side can win this this lawsuit? Because I've seen lawyers say, yo, I'm on his side, but he ain't got no case. Like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah, how's that tournament yeah. in the same it, statement? It, like, all he, can, he can win the court of public opinion. Um, he can be the hot, you know, hot story in the news cycle for a little bit, um, calling attention to something that has been an ugly truth for, for, millenn- for it feels like decades. But ultimately, ultimately, is he winning? Nah. Not on your life. And you know, some black people got on them this week for having white lawyers. But, you know, sometimes you need the whites to talk to the whites <laughs> to try to even get some. <laughs> I don't know. But, but that's weird. Hold um, up. What's up? Yo, real quick, though. I, know, I was reading Casey Mack's comment about Michael Jordan never hiring a black coach, but I think that's incorrect. Jordan did have a black I think his first coach was a black coach, wasn't it? Jordan hired yep. all kinds of black people when he first got to show. Yeah, he had a black yeah. He even black, hired yeah, Bernie yeah. Eckerstad black. for a minute, didn't he? Right. Black, yeah, Jordan yeah, like, had a lot of black people in that organization. Yeah, what you talking about? Y'all still trying to kill Mike on that stuff? Because it ain't. Like, uh, I don't kill him anywhere else other than his fashion taste and his white girl. Yeah, so, so I, was just, I was just looking at that. Yeah, you're wrong about that, dog. All right, so uh, hidden in all of this is the fact that Super Bowl 56 is <laughs> a little over a week away. And, you know, there is pretty much a surprise participant in that game. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals will go to SoFi in Los Angeles to face the Los Angeles Rams. So it's the second year in a row that, you know, the home team, you know, the host team for the Super Bowl is actually playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, the the Rams haven't had a home field advantage for real, for real, since they moved back to Los Angeles, but that's besides the point. It's still at home. These dudes don't have to do much of, by the way of travel. I guess they can sleep in their own beds. You know, people act like that's a, a, a an advantage. No, but they're probably they're having dudes hold up in a hotel anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, we're not going to get into, like, any predictions or anything like that because y'all know we got two more shows that we can talk about that we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. But just some initial thoughts on the game, on the matchup. Like, how did these two teams end up here, especially the Cincinnati Bengals? Like, how did this happen? Joseph Shout out to Hartman for holding this, um, this franchise together. You know how we do. When somebody has success, we try to go back to the nearest black influence and give him the credit. Free Mark Jackson. Free Marvin. Uh, Mark Jackson, Marvin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mark Jackson is the reason. They, they should have sent Mark Jackson a, should have sent Mark a ring. Oh, he did for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. How the Bengals get See, here, we man? Get after the, we get after Joe the black Shiesty. people, too, on here. Um, yo, salute to Joe Burrow, man. I have a feeling that 
I have a feeling they they got something special, man. I think he 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 whoo to lead the Bungles to the Super Bowl. The Bungles, man. <laughs> and after I mean, after the horrific injury he suffered, the way the way he stands in the pocket and allows himself to get CTE just to deliver the ball, yo, he's he's amazing, man. So salute to them, um, Maddie. Well, to your shock, B, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. This is their first Super Bowl appearance since 1988. It's their third all together. They went. Remember, they went in 81 and 88, and both times they lost to the 49ers mm-hmm. by like one score. So, mm-hmm. what'd you say about Stafford on the other side? Um, how does this change his legacy if he wins? this bowl what well that, for, for the simple fans publicly what for the simple fans y'all? first of all be he has to win for the simple fans because mm-hmm. it seems like what i've learned over this year stafford has a lot of detractors <laughs> and i don't really know why like why like stafford has this this stigma like he has this reputation for being a choke artist and i've never bought into that Narrative. I'm like, yo, he he played, what, 10 or so years for the worst franchise in NFL history. Like, I give him a lot of credit for any, quote unquote, success they had in that time because success for the Lions isn't the same bar for success for other people. But people keep saying that kind of stuff. But I'm like, but when has the Lions been in a situation, you know, to where Matt Stafford threw it all away? type thing. Like, they're one of those yeah, teams when they Matt. did have have, have uh, success and make the playoffs, they just lions their way out of the playoffs. I never thought it was one person that, like, choked their playoff chances away. I still don't think Matt Stafford's Jim? that good. He was, I still don't think Matt Stafford's that good. Like, him and him and, uh, uh, and, and Jimmy G was trying to see who could lose the game the fastest. Um, I think that, I don't think he's terrible either, though, but I don't think he's that good either. I mean, it is, but I think they could win despite him. And the fact is, they got players everywhere, yo. Like when you watch that Rams, oh, they, they only got players everywhere. They got they got white rice. You know what I'm I saying? You know good, what I mean? I always have. I think he real good. I mean, I, I never have, but I still don't. I mean, you know, uh, he was ass on Sunday. He made a couple throws, but I mean, he ain't that good. But it is what it is. They don't need him to beat off. That's the thing. The thing is, they really don't need him to beat. They have a well-rounded team. Their defense is tough. Um, in terms of uh, you know, Cincinnati man, like you know. Joe Burrow better than all of us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. so Joe Burrow Joe is definitely better than all of us. But outside, outside of Joe Shiesty, though, I think they're well coached. One of the things that impressed me about the Bengals is how well coached they are because even, like, watching them play throughout the season for fantasy purposes, like, they never get, like, too high or too low. Like, even when they started off slow, they stuck to their game plan. Like, they're a well-coached team on, on both sides of the ball. They got a good kicking game, so – they're well around the team. I didn't think. I mean, obviously, they seem to still be a little bit early than um, you would have thought. They would, you know. I thought the Chiefs was going to, like smack them. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but no, they here now. You know what I mean? Shout out to Casey Mack and Vod. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I know Casey Mack said the run is over, but I thought he was talking about the Cowboys. But uh, he was talking about his Chiefs. Uh, um, I'm still so, like, you, you said you thought he was ass on Sunday. Tell I me, when they come to Matt Stafford, I'd be wondering what games y'all be watching, man. 
Now, now, now he did, he did, you know, but this happens to every quarterback, even the, the ones that they call GOAT. Like, they throw in some stuff sometimes and that should be intercepted and dudes drop stuff like that. That happens. But from what actually time. happened in the game, I'm like, yo, like, he, I thought he had a very good game because a lot of people weren't doing this against San Francisco. San Francisco liked to muck up the game a, a little bit and, and not allow you to go off for any kind of, you know, good statistical run. But he had like a 96 quarterback rating in that game, 300-something yards. Like, I thought he played pretty well. I'm not saying he played great. I'm not saying he played great, but ass is very strong. I I thought he was like, you know, ass, but you know what I mean? Like, I just think that he's not that good. I mean, I don't think he's that bad either, though. That's the thing. Like, he's just just Matt Stafford. Like, he is who he is. Like, but the thing is, he got weapons everywhere. Like, like literally, like White Rice. Is dead, <laughs> Somebody said this week said, "Well, White, well, White Rice be doing the folks on Sunday, man. Should be like considered racist. Like, will he be doing them D backs as racist?" You know? <laughs> Arm talent for Matt Stafford is amazing. I hate that term, y'all. Y'all gotta stop saying that. Hey, <laughs> but 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 that means a whole lot more than a lot of people take it. Like people think you're just talking about how strong somebody's arm is, like. Uh, it's just about how, you know, the kind of throws that you can make, not even just off the strength, but Yo, I don't I know. I, I, think, I think for platform, really touch. Cool. I always thought he was – I never bought into the narrative that he was bad. I'm like, come on, Barry Sanders never won – never – not even – I ain't talking about winning champions because we don't expect the Detroit Lions to win championships no matter who they got. But they've never really had any real success with Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. I like, they've wasted I'm not so talking much about talent. I'm not talking about Wyndham Austin either. I just never thought he was that good. I, I'm not talking yeah, about no, I mean, but I you could only be talking about Detroit. And he only played one year here. And they no, I'm talking about not saying it's because of him, but he was for the whole season. He had like a 103 passer rating. Like, what bad did he do with the Rams? He threw for almost 5,000 yards again. Listen. See, but this is what I'm talking about. I never thought the Bulls that good. And even in the playoff game. even narrative going on about the it's like funny. It's funny because that... Jimmy gonna give credit to everyone else on that team other than Bull, and it is difficult when you got White Rice, um, Matt Stafford. Nice man. I, I don't know what you watching, man. Matt was nice. Man. I mean, I just told you. I, I mean, okay, you can have your opinion. I don't care. I mean, I don't think he's that good. I, I mean, but we are, we have a sports talk but show. He's just saying, I don't think you're that good. You're not substantiating it or anything. We, you know, we're gonna listen to you. I am just saying. I am just saying. He, <laughs> he throws a like, lot of he throws a lot of ball. He throws a lot of balls into traffic that he shouldn't. I mean, he to me, when you watch that game on Sunday, he was trying to throw the game away. The fact is, the, the fact is, they are well rounded team. That defense, the defense they got, is what like, even even the game before against the Buccaneers, right? Like so so. In the Buccaneers I mean, but that was the whole point. Up. They were just like they were just like uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They felt they were a good quarterback away, and it's you know, I mean, they were good enough. They made the Super Bowl with with, with the other dude. So yes, they did. I mean, for me, like I said, I don't buy into the narrative, but for the people who who don't like dude at all, like he has, they have to win this game. For me. I think I don't think he has point, to win because I still think he's gonna win. I still think he has. Like for me, it's, 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking you about do. you. I'm talking about the people out there who you know their their opinion changes when the wind blows. So if they win this game, I already I can show y'all a, a post from like I had a discussion with somebody on social media a long time ago about Matthew Stafford. Somebody just tagged me all of a sudden this week, like yo, I gotta apologize to you about Matthew Stafford, man. I, I see what you're saying. I see your point now. Like those types people like so they have to win because if you know what because if they don't i bet you do to hit me back next week like i told you i don't know y'all know how people are y'all know exactly that there's something like that but let me let me i'm talking about those people you you use because i'm like example him throwing him throwing in the traffic which he, he does get he does have those moments where he thinks his arm can beat any coverage but do you think kermit the frog is as well no, I don't. I don't. I mean, it, but, but he but does Kermit, that times too. Kermit will try and Kermit, pull it in I've, between. I've also seen Kermit defraud carry a team, like literally. I mean, I think Kermit the Frog carry the Lions. The Lions, like anytime carry in the way, carry in the more losses. Carry him to an L. <laughs> I mean, they were ten and six a season. They were eleven and five a season. Like that's not carrying, carrying the Lions. They have a, a history of being losers. So if the Lions, like I mean, they, even listen. like they make the playoffs, like who who did they have to show for I mean, playoffs? Besides that, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Lions have made the playoffs. Like that's not actually they haven't made the playoffs. I mean, they played a couple times with Scott Mitchell and them. Like, I mean, you know. But we carry him to. They're the Lions, dude. I mean, this is a team that went like zero and sixteen one year, didn't they? Or closer. <laughs> like, it's true. I mean, I wouldn't. You, I wouldn't say Scott Mitchell carried him either, though. But he went to the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, but and Scott Mitchell was back there. I'm saying I brought up Barry Sanders. He was the face of that team. So Barry never had any real success there. They went to the playoffs and won a game. They went to the playoffs and got destroyed by the Eagles, who had Rodney Pete at quarterback. I was like, this team has never done anything, but it seems like for us to call this guy good, then Detroit has to be, you know, they have to be outside of their character, and they have to do something super great for us to be able to call do good. Like, we've never seen good quarterbacks on bad teams. Like, I have a lot, but I don't know. It just seemed like the sentiment is, if, if your team ain't ish, then you ain't ish. And I don't, I just don't believe in that, you know, football, this is not basketball where it's only five people on the court. So you have such a big, you know, part of what's going on. No, a quarterback is very important, but. I mean, I I'm agree. Like, how do you but it's like I also agree. Also, also to that same, like the same point, I feel like the team can go far without you being that great either. I mean, you just mentioned the Rams was just in the bowl with the other bowl. We know he can't play. Uh, he I mean, bad to start. Now, now, he, now, he got, now he got a chance to, like, you know, shine on the biggest stage. I mean, you know, they didn't win the bowl. But they got here already. So he ain't really, like, yeah. you know, he got him back here. Cool. Boy got him there, too. I don't think either one of them got them there. See, I don't even subscribe to that. I'm not saying Matthew Stafford got them there. I'm just saying Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. I always thought he was. I mean, I'm not fine. saying he, he got them to the yeah, but you talking about got them? I didn't say he got them to the bowl. I didn't say the other bowl. Got I didn't. Them no, to I didn't say you said that. I'm, I didn't say you said that. I'm, I'm sure that. 
Making sure I, I don't, I don't want anybody listening to this misconstruing because you said that. Now they're like, oh, they're talking about he got them. Back. No, Making no. Sure just people like you said that that. Losing, just like you said, him losing in Detroit doesn't tell everything. I feel the same way about him winning so far here. Um, he got to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Let's say it that way. So did Jared Goff. I mean, and I don't I really think don't anybody think, should I mean, though. Because this team was good enough, no. if they got a good quarterback, they'd be in this position, and he, I think he's a good quarterback. My my whole thing, like what I just told you all about the dude tagging me out of the blue, saying, like I actually was saying to dude, like, well, I wasn't trying to be right. Like, and I don't think if, if your idea is right is because they're in the Super Bowl, then I don't think you're making – like I don't think he's making a great judgment either. If you don't think Matthew Stafford is good – I don't think that you should think he's good now just because the Rams made the Super Bowl. Like, I think that's stupid, too. <laughs> that's just silly. Yeah. Like, people no, change I, their that, mind. That's like my, point. My, my point is, man, like, you know, and, and again, he'll have the biggest stage to, to kind of, like, change the narrative on him because everybody believes he happens on the biggest stage anyway. He could have been asked all year, but if he shines in the Super Bowl, that's all people going to remember anyway. I think that's a bit of I think that's a bit of lazy analysis because it's like we've even oh, seen guys man, that could fall. I'm, I'm not giving you I'm giving you a fact. The fact is when you shine on the big stage, that's what people remember. You get you so so Joe. I don't think he's saying your analysis is lazy. He's talking about that fact is Nate lazy analysis from the people who think like yeah. that. The fact that I mean, we know the fact. The fact that people only remember how you play on the biggest stage is lazy analysis. That's why people think Doug yeah. Williams is a Hall of Fame legendary is, 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 is a Hall That's of Famer right. or who was the boy from, uh, from, from but, but we're programmed from, uh, to, to, from the to, to kind of think that way. Like, the man from the Ravens is a big arm back up for us. Everything in life. Everything in well, life. Why does everybody have to go on time. programming? Like, I don't like. No, no, I'm saying, because, no, no, everybody don't have to go on programming, but as humans, we are programmed to like stories. This is how we're programmed as human beings. So everything's about narratives and stories. And the biggest story is the biggest stage when the world is watching. So it's understandable. I know, but we, we all that know that to be fact. You know that to be fact, but do you disagree that that's and lazy I, but analysis? I also, but I, but I he also wasn't saying you were enough, making the analysis. You were just telling us the fact, which we all know. I'm just saying, but I, I also, I mean, outside of it, be. Lazy. I mean, but I don't think. I mean, it is what it is. I understand it. I, I get it. I mean, unless you don't, maybe because maybe we're giving you credit, and maybe you don't think that people that think like that is lazy analysis. I can't speak for you. No, I. No, no. What I'm saying because is, because if you say I understand, no, I don't it. think it is, then we got to lump you in there with that. Then. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can, I mean, I just think I understand. All I'm saying is, I understand why people do that. Because at the end of the day, we're talking about a game of amusement. People don't want to go down. I mean, it's about narrative. That's why the only reason that any of these things exist is, is, is for storytelling. It's why certain parts of ESPN are um, more profitable than others. It's about storytelling. And the big yeah, stage no But you know, you know human beings people, also. This is, not just a, this is not just a game, of amuse, a game of amusement thing. Like people do this in real life stuff. Like people remember no, this, wars and stuff like story. that for the – for the highlights and, <laughs> and no, absolutely because it's all because we're thing. we are programmed we are programmed to it's the reason why the Bible exists the way it does it's great stories people hold that book the way they hold the book is really about the stories it's great storytelling man so is it, I get I don't it. think half of the people who read that book even understand the damn stories in that book. 
they may not understand it. They have their they have their own interpretations, and we've seen people take those interpretations and do evil and great things with it. But it still goes back to the stories. If you can, if you just had a book that says God says you should do this, you should do that, you should do this. That's one thing. But when you start telling stories around it, that's what makes it intriguing to people. It's a story. So I feel like as humans, we're programmed for that. And on the biggest stages, is where people make their money. It's where careers are made. Um, you brought up Doug Williams. Doug Williams is held in high regard, and my man had one amazing game. Like really, <laughs> but, but he did it on the biggest stage. You know what I mean? It's the reason why. People talk about Robert Ory the way it is because how they remember those moments. It's about moments. You know what I mean? Shout out to the NCAA, man. One shiny moment, man. That's what it's about. So, yeah. But I get your point, though. But that, that's how he's going to be judged, though. So regardless of how he's played up until this point, regardless of that, if he comes out on Sunday and has the best game in his life, it's not even going to matter what he does after that. Shout out to Brett Farr. It's not even going to matter what happens after that. It's all about narrative. I know, and narratives even get skewed. What if he comes out if, if he comes out on Sunday and has the best game in his life, and the Rams still lose, then they're still going to say he choked. Yeah, yeah we've that's, seen it. That's true. We've and seen I, and that. I've seen that. Like, he I've can seen come out and have with, the best uh, game Tony, of his life. Yo, and Tony Tony Homo, I was I when he played uh, Peyton against your mob, Jimmy. I thought that was the greatest game of Tony Homo's life, man. But he had that one he had that one pick. I'm talking about like on situations like because like Jimmy says all the time, the farther away we get from something, people don't even like, first of all, a lot of people start talking about stuff that they really didn't even see. So they don't even know the details of what happened in it. So if mm-hmm. somebody has this reputation for being a choke job, whether it's fair or not, the farther away mm-hmm. we get from the actual details of it, all you're going to see is, well, that guy that they said was a choke got a chance on the biggest stage and his team lost. So it's automatically his fault, especially if you didn't watch the game. You can even go back to the mm-hmm. statistics and see this dude was 15 for 22, 416 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions, but they lost. So what we said about him, like our narrative is going to remain our narrative. He's a choke job. And I just find that kind of stuff ridiculous because people don't care about any details. Like whatsoever. No, they don't. They absolutely don't. I mean, that, <laughs> so that, if that, you lose, because it's, it's, it's about Stafford. Matthew Stafford. You can't win with Matthew Stafford on your team. Like, oh, God. <laughs> no, it's about storytelling, man. No one cares about any of that, man. Like if you look at if you look at the whole Bill Russell and Wilt thing, right, and you break down everything that happened to Wilt year right. after year Wilt, in Wilt terms of his bust team. His ass. But but no one cares <laughs> about that. Because again, stories of like, listen, man, no one cares about facts when the story is amazing, man. I mean, that's kind of the world we live in, bro. And but the thing is, what I'm re- what I'm recognizing is, it's always been that way. It's always been about great storytelling. I always feel what you're saying. It's definitely facts. I just don't subscribe to that. Like I don't, I just don't give a pass to the way to people thinking that way. Like I can't just settle I, 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 in. It's not that like, I give a well, pass. I just, I'm always it's not, be that, I, it's not that I give a. It's not that. that I give a pass. I just understand it. Like I, I, it's not that I give a pass because I don't care one way or the other. I just understand it. Like, I don't get offended when people feel that way right, because so, I get why they feel that way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not offended. I just think people stupid. That's all. <laughs> yeah, not defense. Just yeah, it just don't bother me. I, I guess the way I look at it is it don't bother me. Like, I get it. I get it. 
All right, so um, Joe Burrow on the other side, because, you know, we, we definitely – I mean, now we're all guilty of this. You know, we all make a big deal of the quarterbacks anyway. But this young dude in his second season doing the stuff that he's doing. Like, B, you said you think they got something special there? Joe yeah. Shiesty. I mean, because y'all, thought, y'all yeah. thought that after year two in, in Philly with the other bull too, and then, you know. <laughs> um. You know what? It's funny you say now, that. Now he's a, a running back taking I'm, spot. I, I get, I'm I'm late to un I'm late to unhitch hitch the wagon because I still believe that there's a chance that if he writes his mental illness, he, he could he could he could have a very good career still. But net that's neither here nor there. I, I think Joe, man, I looked at his numbers, like literally his per game numbers, and I'll, and shout out to to Chase. Jamar got a lot to do with that. But my gracious, you name one man, dude. He got a bunch of weapons. T. Higgins. Yeah, he does. Got a nice tight end. Yo, Joe Mixon. Yo, Mixon. Yo, Mixon's, Mixon's woman beating ass is amazing. Yo, he's, yo. I, I didn't even realize. Like, sheesh. He, he do have you should have realized, though. Me, you should have realized because of what you just said. If you beat a woman publicly, and you still mm-hmm. get another chance, Have then you know he had to be nice. If Ray Rice was six years younger and he wasn't the old Ray Rice that they could discard of, Ray Rice would have been in the league too. If Colin True. Kaepernick was Listen. Warren Moon with legs, he would have been back in the NFL too. So it, you had to know yeah, he was nice, point. even without Great seeing point. him play. Because it's like, how do you beat up yeah. a woman and everybody know about it and you still playing? Because talent and trumps it don't all. Because they don't care. Yeah. So, if you a bum, then they're gonna act like they got a moral compass. Oh, uh, he ain't that good. So good point. he's not worth the trouble. But Mixon was worth the trouble in their eyes. <laughs> um, he, he's still a band to to a lot of the rest of us. But all right. So you know, like I said, we, we're gonna talk about the the Super Bowl and the matchup uh, coming up next week, and then of course we always have our uh, pregame show on the day of the Super Bowl to make our final picks and, and give our final thoughts on the game. But, you know, it's good to see. This is two teams that I wouldn't mind see, seeing, you know, either one of them win. Um, I think if the Bengals win, the story would be amazing on that one. Um, but, no, nah, you know, this, this is one of those matchups I think I hope is going to be high-powered because, you know, sometimes we get some stinkers in the Super Bowl. Um not really from a defensive standpoint. If you love defense, then the ones that most people call stinkers weren't really stinkers. But, you know, we want to see some high-scoring stuff. We want to see some Joe Burrow magic. We want to see if Stafford can 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 be good on this stage. So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, y'all, no, Jimmy, are you pretty ass? Y'all looking more forward to the game or the halftime show? Halftime show is in our wheelhouse. <laughs> I do because I want to see Snoop quote-unquote, mistakenly throw some curse words out there man. <laughs> in the middle we're, of the show. We're, we're Janet that, man. We're Janet that. She'll they probably going to be. Yo, Yo, where yeah. is Janet's titties at? I mean, where's Janet at, man? <laughs> is, Mo, is Monet going for a titties? Janet just had a, a two-part documentary that was pretty good. Um, you know. I ain't even watching it yet. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't watching. Oh, you ain't watching yet? Did, uh, I, ain't say nothing there. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. Did Mo, I, I mean, I heard Definitely about it because the Twitter streets 
put the streets yeah, on. Yeah, people not, people yeah. let their hands loose. Like they don't they don't yeah. care about Monet, who saw what. <laughs> Monet gonna show a titty or no? <laughs> Yo, Monet, she got more kids than y'all think. If you know, you know. All right, so um, <laughs> what was the biggest story of the week prior to all of this Brian Flores stuff is that Tom Brady, universally considered the GOAT, um, he announced his retirement. Now, this was after, I guess, a little premature report had leaked a few days before that. So when the 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 report came that Tom Brady called it quits, Tom Brady and his dad came out and said, well, no, Tom is still mulling everything over. He hasn't decided that he wasn't playing and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we all still knew it back then because even in the chat group, Jim, we talked about it. We were like, this sounds like it's one of those things where Tom Brady is upset right now because he wanted to control the report. He wanted to control the narrative. He wanted to go out how he wanted to go out, and somebody, you know, went and leaked that early. So a few days later, he wrote a nine-part tweet slash Instagram post talking about his career, thanking teammates, his Bucks teammates, nine-part message and said not one word about the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, any Patriots teammates or anything like that. So what do y'all think that was? I, I, I mean, I knew they didn't part in the, the super best of terms, but how do you win six Tom, Super Bowls? Tom, Tom, Tom Brady become is Become what you become with the Tom team, Brady and is, then you don't say anything about them. How do you do that? Tom, Tom Brady is hurt on two fronts. Number one, that was a shot. Yes, it was a shot at Bill Belichick. Um, it was a shot at Bill Belichick because he said over 20 years, Tom wanted Bill to at least take one, maybe two steps towards him. Like maybe Tom was wishing for a big brother and it didn't have to get there, but <laughs> they said dudes had no relationship outside yeah, of football. Like outside of the building, uh, Tom reached out dozens of times over the years and Bill either wouldn't get back or he would hit him with a GTFOH and um, Tom just, it all pent up. But what it really was, was Daddy Daddy Kraft. He felt like Daddy Kraft should have stepped in and stepped up to override Belichick right. and that Daddy Kraft chose Belichick over him. Kraft has always mm-hmm. publicly back Brady, even when Bill was kind of trying to let him go when they thought Garoppolo was going to be the, the next up. And, you mm-hmm. know, Kraft spoke up for him. But ultimately, you know, you Kraft has a coach that many considered before Tom left to be the greatest coach in the history of the game. So it's like, even though I love the quarterback, like I, you know, if this guy is, if this coach is going to be here, I have to go. And I gave him that power. He's not only the head coach, he gets to make all the decisions. So he had to let him do what he had to, you know, what he had to let him do. But you're right. I think if it was up to Kraft and he was one of those meddling owners, if he was Jerry Jones, even if he's trying to, you know, if he if he's what what's the name is trying to be now a little bit Jeff Laurie, like he would have stepped in and 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 messed up the whole dynamic and, and overridden the whole thing, but he 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 played his lane he stayed back and did what he what he was supposed to do as a team owner, and now we have what seems to be a lot of animosity and I am hearing reports that Kraft has reached out 
and Brady's still going to end up doing the whole sign with the Patriots for one day type thing so he can retire as a Patriot. But it's just shocking to me. You know, you spend 20 years in a place, win six Super Bowls, you know, this is the place that pretty much molded you into what everybody thinks is the GOAT, and he doesn't say anything about them. How shady was that, Jim? Because he's supposed to be a better person Man. than all of us. So shady. Good riddance, <laughs> good riddance Bozo. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you I just want you to know, Dev, I see what you did. I see what you did there. I see what you yeah, he's probably better than all of us. It's definitely shady, but yo, um, but it was shady. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. That's just shady, though. He's, he's he's damn near feminine with his petty. Like, I, I mean, you know, we we talk about like nigga, where's Uggs on the road? I mean, what you expect? No, nah, he's yeah. very very petty. When he wins games on the road, he plays like he does his little videos on IG where he plays artists from the hometown of the team. He beat in the background like mad, mad subliminal petty shots. Like that's who he, he is. He didn't. He didn't so, shake uh, you know. Nick Foles' hand after the Super Bowl. Probably like how does yeah man how does bum beat me? Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance, Bozo. <laughs> All right, so you know, twenty-two years. I'm glad I ain't got to hear them. Year is over. Don't don't watch any uh, Bucks or Patriots games, though, because they're probably still going to talk about him every single week. Yo, I just want to put this on the record, Joe. I, I watched uh, the game this week, and I'm like, yo, I'm getting sick and tired of Tony Romo. It went, it went from, like, him being, like, entertaining. And, yeah. Um, it looked like he was good down, until he was irritated until he now. Yeah. He is irritated. You know, but you know why, though? He believed the hype when everybody was saying, wow, he's pretty good at this. So now he feels he has to do so much shtick, and yeah, he's he's gotten. I've, I'm I'm oh on board God. with you on that, Jim. I'm tired of put that on the record. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, they didn't gave him his own. What is it, Romo something? Where he drawing on the sky? Come on, man. they doing too much. They doing too much. All right, so um, peace out, to Tom Brady. Uh, real quick, um, just a little. Uh, NBA report, young man Ben Simmons has now lost $19 million in fines. So Ramona Shelburne of, of ESPN wrote a, a long article about Ben Simmons this week, and a lot of people think they're learning something in this article, and they're having these discussions of like, well, after hearing what Ramona had to say, do you think there's a chance now that the sick that he will suit up for the Sixers? So that debate is going back and forth, but she uncovered some more stuff saying, you know, not only was he upset with Doc for saying what he said after the game, which I think is the weakest reason to be upset ever. Doc did not say anything malicious, but I'm not going to revisit that. He's upset that Doc didn't come see him in L.A. during the offseason. Even though Doc tried to reach out, he texted him a million times, and he would not take his calls or his texts, he expected after that for Doc to show up to where he was training, like he knew where I was training. So you expect to shut him out. And remember, the Sixers, the players, they were about to send the whole contingent out there. And he said, no, Yo, don't come. So he's mad, that he's mad that they didn't make these moves anyway after he acted like a petulant child and told everybody, nah. Oh, shit, women do, you know. Right, like that, that kind of thing where they expect you, you to know, know what they're really thinking when they're telling you something out loud. Like yeah, she's saying you're this, she's mad at you you're for not, not doing this after she told you not to do this. Yeah, that. You're right. <laughs> yo, man, yo, you know exactly what I'm talking about, yo. You're supposed <laughs> to know. What do you mean I'm supposed to know, yo? Right. 
Right. Yeah, you told me. Bit, exactly. I know. <laughs> it's like you told me exactly what you wanted me to do. You wanted me to kick rocks and go to hell. So now that I didn't go down to hell, you got a problem with that? Like, make up your mind. Like, you told me to roll. Yeah. So this, so you're right. this is exactly what he did. So, yeah, I've, I've been through it too. Um, that's weirdo stuff, man. That is really weirdo stuff. So I'm going to ask y'all. I don't know if you read the article because I can see why people are having this debate with the little tidbits that she put in there. But back to this. With the trade deadline coming in a week, if he doesn't get traded, do y'all think there's any chance that he's going to suit up for the Sixers this season? All right. So, no. And I know we were talking about it a little bit. In the Got chat, a no from me. I think that if he, I think that if he did, I think the fans would actually embrace him, right? And I know that sounds crazy as that's hell. What, that's what Woj said. Fans, I'm like, eh. I think some will. I don't know. I, I think, think I think the fans would try to like like get get him back on the like they they because the thing is all they want to do is win. They, you know what I mean? Like they want all they want is for him to get better. That's the craziest thing. All they want is for him to get better. <laughs> That's I think what's so crazy about plays, this. The, the what I the part what I don't agree with with that with you and Woj's sentiment. I think if he plays, I think the night he suits back up in Philly, I think. During introductions, if he starts, he's going to get the booze. What I do, mm-hmm. like, I guess where I can meet y'all halfway is, especially with you adding what you just added, they just want to win. I think he can earn it back way quicker than anybody thinks that he can. Probably way Dog, quicker. It'll, take less, it'll take less than one quarter. Dude, he can huh. die. If make he dives in the front row, if he dives over the front row and knocks some beers down to try to save a ball in the first quarter, you got Philly. And then go on the so press if conference. He one, if he makes, if he makes one jump hurts shot. what to say in the press game, in the post-game conference. And you're good. Yeah, this is where AI, <laughs> what's where AI jersey. But, yo, what's somebody? I forgot who it was. And shoot three jump shots. I don't want to steal. I don't want to three jump shots. You don't have to make them. Point. Just shoot three jump shots. <laughs> I don't want to steal their I don't want to steal their point. But it was someone on TV. I'm not sure who said it. But, the, you know, shout out to whoever you are. What they said was, the thing that no one's talking about the whole talking this thing. He was talking with Nick yeah. Wright and Broussard. I don't know his name either, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that was the interview I was talking about. But the boy said the one thing. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, Ben Simmons is scared to play basketball. Like, forget in Philly. For Philly and I, I agree, I agree with that. Yo, he's absolutely percent. scared to be on the court. That's the thing that people don't even talk about. Like, yo, my man is afraid to be on the court. So this is the way for him to not have to face his demons of being in, like, a live basketball game. My man is scared. <laughs> That's crazy. That's that nervousness you have when you play, like, for the first time at Gustine Lake. <laughs> he yeah, playing man. at Gustine Lake for the rest of his life. Maybe in that bitch, like, welcome to the Terra Dome. But, um, yeah, so, so I don't know, man. The trade deadline is coming. We'll see um, what happens with that. You, we talked about the whole Harden situation. So our stat of the week, man, this comes from, from somebody else, another point guard who who hasn't played this season. Y'all man, John Wall, has played in fewer games than Dirk Nowitzki over the past five years. But you got to remember, like the amazing part about that is Dirk retired three years ago. <laughs> but he's played in more games over the past five years than, than John Wall. John Wall <clears throat> excuse me, has played a total of 72 games over the last three seasons, seasons and was paid $101.6 million in that time span. That equals... $1.4 million per game that he's getting paid. So we're not even talking about how much money he's getting paid 
to not play in games that he's not playing. But over the past three seasons, this dude has made $1.4 million per game and made a whole lot much, a whole lot more, you know, not playing at all. So that's shout crazy. To John shout Wall. out to John, <laughs> we shout to John, shout Wall. Out to John Wall. Free, free money. Hey, shout out money. to John Wall, man. That's what he did. Shout out to John Wall and his YouTube appearances. All right, so our quote of the week. And the quote of the week is not so much the quote because I think we would all agree with the quote. It's more of the potential outrage when you guys hear who made the quote. So, quote, at this point, you can't touch nobody defensively or it will be two free throws. That quote comes from one Mr. James Harden. (laughs) James Harden is complaining that you can't touch anybody. This guy who went to the free throw line in the past few years at a clip of like 11 per game for fouls that he was pretty much committing on the defenders, and he's complaining now because things aren't going his way and his team's way. Y'all, y'all think Boy got a lot of nerves to be like? Yo, I think Boy is absolutely absolutely insane. And yo, Boy, yo, Boy is the most talented, insane person. Yo, because here's another thing about James Harden I want to bring up. I was looking today. I didn't realize because like I watched him play, and I feel like James Harden is having this off year. <laughs> I'm like, he ain't the same James Harden. Yo. So the boy averaging like 23, 10, and 8. Yo, he averaging 23, 10, and 8. How do you average 23, yeah. 10, and 8 on the off year? Scott, you said, I'm over Simmons. It's all about Maxi. I watch every single game. Maxi is better. <laughs> yo, I love Maxi. Yo. But Skyview, scoring isn't everything. If you, like, I don't want to disrespect your bas- basketball acumen, man, but Maxi is a point, he's a guard who can get his own shot. He's quick as hell. He can score with the with the best of them. But Maxi cannot run a team yet. I'm not saying he won't. But like some people like I've I seen one thing. And I don't want Maxi involved in any of these trades. I want Maxi to be a sixer. But there's some people out there like, yo, Maxi is untouchable. Maxi has not reached the level of being untouchable. If we get a yeah, great deal funny. with stars in this in this Ben Simmons trade, then then Maxi will have to be somebody you put in there too. Maxi will be dude, on the first thing smoking. Right, Skyview. It's not all about scoring, man. And you still haven't acknowledged the fact that every time Maxi has a good scoring game, the other point guard either scores the same or outscores him. Now I know those most of those dudes are more famous than he is at this point, but you got to play some defense in this league. You got to learn how to run the team. Like we have, while he's in the game, you got people like Furkan Korkmaz running the point guard. <laughs> and you can't have that because Furkan Korkmaz can't even dribble. So I don't want to sound like I'm against him because I'm excited about Maxi too. I'm sitting here every night cheering, especially when he gets big buckets and he's going back and forth with a John Moran or somebody like that. But y'all got to calm down and look at the game from a, a you know, overall perspective. Maxi has to learn to play Maxie. defense, and Maxi has to learn to Maxie run. Maxi is a gunslinger. Maxi is not a point guard. Maxi is a guard. Maxi said, I'm, I'm going to give you 22-23. I might give up 27, but I'm going to give you 23. might give up 27, right. <laughs> Come on. Like, so, so I don't want to hear this. He, like, Maxi's not a better player than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a, a B-A-N. He's sensitive. He's all that stuff. 
that we don't like in a human being, but like you are fooling yourself if you think Tyrese Maxey on February 3rd, 2022 is a better basketball player than Ben Simmons. Like that's just ridiculous, man. Because like they we've always seen this though. People look at dudes flaws so much. They're so glaring to most people that they're not realizing how much he impacts the game and, you know, what he's doing overall. Like, seriously, I feel you. I like Yo, Maxie. he like Maxie is my guy. He like Draymond Green. He like Draymond Green, yo. Funny, yo, Draymond Green, yo. Y'all going to start giving Draymond Green his props one day. Yo, when he's not in the lineup, I don't know, yo, because he don't even put up numbers. I don't know what he does, but when he's in that lineup, that's a different team, yo. Right. Um, you like, what they got to do with Ben? Yo, because Ben does everything, but Ben actually does stuff and gets numbers. No, Draymond doesn't get any numbers, <laughs> but somehow when he's playing, right? yo, but somehow when he's playing, yo, the, the Warriors are a different team. King, king of the God, quadruple don't single. Don't get me wrong, man. I love Tyrese Maxey, man, but he has – some work to to do to get to where some of you are already putting him. Charles Barkley told y'all back in the early 90s, man, any knucklehead can score. So it's good that Tyrese can go out there and get a bucket. He can blow past anybody. He can do all of that. He's even developed a nice outside shot at this point. So I love his development. So I'm not saying he won't be what we would ultimately need him to be if we're going to say, okay, we're going to settle in. We're going to make this trade. We don't even need a point guard because we got Maxi. I don't think we're at that point yet. I think if you can get a Harden who can run the team, you have to get a Harden. If you can get somebody like that that can run a team, you have to do that. Because Dev is not trying to depend on Fuquan Maxon. (laughs) Yo, I I I think Maxi has shown himself to be like, even if Ben Simmons came back, I think Maxi, he should probably still be in the starting lineup. You know what I'm saying? Because it works out anyway because even though Ben can and has guarded ben smaller point guards, no. like, you can still do your regular matchups defensively while letting Ben Simmons run the team. And Maxie can be off the ball and score and do all the things that he wants. But when we get into these close games, these crunch time games, and you're wondering why Joel Embiid is bringing the ball up, you have to question that a little bit. It's not just because he's that good. It's because there's no trust in anybody else. And we've seen, you know, even cats like Maxie with the ball in his hand in, in, in big-time situations, if he's not shooting or scoring and you're depending on him to just make the right play, it's going to rise sometimes. So, But he, but, uh, he also said that he don't want Harden on his Sixers because of no defense. But you're talking about it's all about Maxie. Who give up more than he score every night? Ah, Yo, some people liking people personally, and it just gets weird. <laughs> just yeah, gets yeah. Because my thing is like, yo, I, I listen. I like Maxi too, right? You know, I'm saying the Maxi. I got, I got the rookie top shot card and all that. But one dimension. How can you say? I, how can you say I don't want Harden because he don't play defense, but you champion in Maxi? Right. Yo. If that's the case, if that's the case, Harden is gonna give you thirty a game. You know what I'm saying? While Maxi giving you like 16 a game, like that's, that's yeah, Maxi you less like, D. I'm about to say, ain't Harden ain't gonna guard nobody. Gonna guard nobody. going to outscore the person that's guarding him. So yeah, this really doesn't make that much. Yeah, sense. Harden defense. Harden defense is offense. <laughs> All right, so yeah, 
Well, we'll we'll see how it works out, man. I like I, that's how I said. I don't want Skyview to think that I don't like Maxi. It's just that I have to keep it objective when people are going too far on either side. I'd be the same way, and I had the same passion. If somebody told me, "Oh, Maxi, a bum. Y'all in trouble with him." I'm going to argue them down too. But there's a middle ground. Well, shout to Skyview. Shout to Skyview for one thing, though. Skyview is consistent because he's just screaming Maxi's name before the season started. Like he's he's it on board, and he going you know. You know what I mean? You, maybe maybe you'll be in Brooklyn with him. Maybe you'll take your fans into Brooklyn when he ends up there. <laughs> you'll be in Brooklyn with him when they get rid of him. Or Washington. <laughs> One of these places. Maxi, Maxi's going to start looking for cribs in Dumbo right now. You know, because if they offer us, they offer us Bill and Dumbliddy for Simmons and Maxi. All right, Tyrese, has been nice, young boy. Like, like, yeah. like you know, I, I, I mean, I he live in Washington. I'll see you play sometimes. But, um, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not untouchable. All right. So before we uh, quickly go through these grind topics, we're going to go to the phone line because we got one call. I know Tobias is upset because Jimmy didn't have him waiting all this time. So uh, what up, Tobias? Roll damn tight. Man, if I was white, y'all would have picked up my line. Pretty much. Yeah. We would have needed to get the opportunity to get in front of somebody white and talk to them. You know, we need the opportunities because, you know, if we don't get that opportunity, then, you know, you'll never know if we would have made a good impression or not. Shout out to well, 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 NFL. Appreciate that, Stephen A. Miller uh, and Jimmy Whitlock. Appreciate that, fellas. What about Tom Brady? Fuck doesn't matter to me. I was like, I'm glad he retired. He can build the team back up. Because you're going all in every year, kicking a damn can down the road, and you're up there depending on a 44-year-old quarterback who'll be 45 this year. Who else thinks that's foolish? Uh, <laughs> you know, but here's the here's the funny part, right? The bet, And I hope B. Austin is sitting down right now. The very favorite to replace Tom Brady is Jimmy G. And in the Bruce Arians, no risk and no biscuit offense, Jimmy G. The guy who did an option pitch in the championship game. Uh, that's Jimmy G. Um, but, you know, everybody keeps saying, oh, but he wins. And I say the best uh, way I can equate that, fellas, is, hey, we all been on blind dates back in our younger days. Hey, how she look? Well, she got a great personality. She's a sweet girl. All right, but how she look? That's what Jimmy G is. Light swell guy, but he's still ugly, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then these idiots keep saying, oh, we're going to get Russell Wilson. Why the hell is Seattle going to trade Russell Wilson? I keep asking people that. Well, he asked. It's the NFL. This ain't the NBA. Uh, <laughs> you know, they'll take to retire. <laughs> they don't want to trade you. And I just think that fans think that this is Madden where you just pick anybody. But at the same time with Jimmy G, you ain't going nowhere with this guy. We ain't going nowhere with him. You might as well go ahead and you might as well go ahead and get Bruce Arians a hundred thousand dollars a game and go ahead and go for the pick. You know, I don't know, fellas. Yeah, I'll see you. Um, I'm gonna ask you a, a quick question about the whole. Uh, quick, uh, yeah, I be waiting on them. Ain't no quick. What happened? Yo, real quick, I just got to tell y'all, it just came out, man. Maxie got traded. Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet 
is an all-star. Got to put that out there. Man, 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 <laughs> man, <laughs> man, 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 Bro, he gave us a break. He was his homie, Freddie Vance. My young boy, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my young boys. That's my young boy, man. That's one of my Jimmy. favorite players in the league. Jimmy's about to say Matt. Jimmy Cousins, Fred Van Fleet made the all-star team. That's breaking news, man. Y'all got to start respecting me, man. Start respecting me, man. Yeah. What you about to ask me, man? Yo, listen. Fred been respecting Fred. For years, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was about to ask you a Super Bowl question, but no, we we gonna save that because we got two more Super Bowl shows coming up. So yeah, get all uh, your Super Bowl but, yeah. ready for next week. But yeah, people talk like Brian Flores, right? Uh, people talk why like he gave Bill Belichick text messages. Uh, well, the problem is that once you give up a text message, it's kind of fair game. And uh, mm-hmm. and I hate how like the hotels right now. Or sabotage this thing themselves is like, well, look at his wife. Oh, he hired white lawyers. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the whole tip sabotage everything here. <laughs> you know, and sometimes, and I'm looking at Brian Flores. Could he beat this era's Kirk Flood? Uh, and Kirk Flood gave it all up for free agency, and Brian Flores ain't coaching no more. At best, he'll be even. Junior, be junior high, man. Junior yeah. high. No, nah, he'll probably be coaching under Josh McCown. Oh, my bad, McCown's a quarterback coach at high school, but somehow he's a hot coaching candidate. But uh, but it's sh- but those interviews are shams. Like these guys are going on, yeah. and it's hard for those guys to not even go to those interviews because you're in a rock and a hard place when you're a black coach. And what people don't yeah. say also, even on the college level, a lot of black coaches go to the worst spot. And I remember that was a mm-hmm. black coach. He went to New Mexico State for, for college football. You know they got to do funding with bake sales and car washes? Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, so I just think that I'm glad he put it out there. NFL would try to cut him a big check to keep him quiet. But it should show that the Rooney rule, it meant well, but it also became a sham because at the end of the day, you can't tell these folks who to hire. And, uh, I don't even know if they meant and, well. I think they were just trying to throw him throw a bone. Like, yeah. Yeah, probably was just shut up. Take this, shut up. Cause, I mean, shut up and dribble. Yeah. Right. It, it's still a shame these days that we have to have rules in place just to get us an interview. And you know they were going to learn, you know, they, they were going to learn the loopholes of the rule. Like, All right, you know, we can know who we're going to hire. Let's bring them in and check the box and tell the NFL that we did what we had to do. So it's like, we don't know that number, uh, you know, off, we don't know it to be, you know, the facts of it, but can y'all imagine how many black candidates since the Rooney rule has been put in place? Can y'all imagine how many black candidates have actually interviewed with NFL teams that had already made their coaching decision, but was just waiting Most to get this out of the way? Yo, <laughs> Okay. Tobias, let me yeah. tell you, Tobias. You probably had it in, in Pittsburgh. Man, the ball price. The young man who so coaches, who coaches for the Eagles. He coaches. He gets sneaker. He gets cleats, and he folds towels. So they get my man Deuce to come in. He'll interview, and then the very next day he's folding towels for his running backs, man. Because they never had no serious consideration of hiring a dude with a neck tattoo. They just wanted to check the <laughs> check the box. <laughs> That is gonna hurt him in the long run, for real. That's what I don't care what nobody says. That's that's true. Yeah. But you know, and this I'm happens in, in, in the division. All the East and West All Stars have been revealed 
and Jimmy broke in just to just to tell us about Freddie. Yeah, he got their light skin quota in all star game now, but uh, you know, but uh, it like it happens out here. I've been on a job interview, I was the only black guy in the building, so I knew I wasn't getting this gig, <laughs> and uh, that's how it is. It did like the whole tanking thing, I actually believe that because you see, sports that openly tank, and uh, but. Why would a coach want that on their record? It'll be used against them. And the players, especially the NFL, you're putting tape out there because the contracts aren't guaranteed. Who may be a bust because Tua, let's just be honest here, it ain't looking good for them so far. And uh, and now your coach is out of a job. These players may not get out of the spot because they tell you they look too good get less money. And if the team does get good, oh, yeah, we gotta uh, have the next coach take over that, or the next GM. Look what happened to Philly. So the players started getting good. Hinky was out of there, and the other people are in. You know, Brett Brown, Doc Rivers was probably the same guy. Doc Doc has better PR, but uh, you know, it's just how it is, man. And, uh, and I hope that he keeps fighting. I hope he goes for it. And I just hope these hotels just chill out for one moment. Stop going like Oswald Bates, even though Michael Eric Dyson stole Oswald Bates' flow. But I just hope they stop going Oswald Bates here for five minutes and realize there's a bigger picture with this stuff. I and mean, my that's last why thing, they're fellas, hotels, though. They're not going to stop. Yeah, that's why they're hotels. Yeah. And my last Good. thing is, last everybody thing. keeps talking about, we need more black owners. You, you cannot say you need more black owners until you address the reason there ain't no black owners because of system, wealth and systemic racism. These guys ain't get their wealth well, like Michael Jordan from entertainment. They got it from That's resources. True, and Michael Jordan wouldn't own a basketball team if some, a black dude didn't sell it to him. Yeah. <laughs> some would, yeah, that's true. That's real. Damn, that's they got, real they still got to let us in the club. Well, some, would argue, someone, some would argue that Coach Brian Flores is actually a part of the problem because as you look at wealth transfer, if he is to amass some wealth and transition, that wealth goes back to them anyway. So that's mm-hmm. a part of where the Hoteps may have a leg to I mean, stand on in that. <laughs> and black. <laughs> well, well, the police says he's black, but at exactly. his house he's probably eating like avocados right. three times a day. <laughs> For this case, he's black. When he get pulled over, he's definitely black. But you know, his name is Flores. So, you know. Yeah. Hey, they probably call the Quan when they pull up over anyway. Family, he's actually first generation American. I forgot where they're actually from, but because how doors believe something like that. Yeah. So yeah, he's first generation culture. Yeah, they're not from Nigeria. (laughs) But at the same time, guys, you know, you know, the problem is that folks won't go dig deep. But all they see is your black skin. You got to open your mouth. That's what they're seeing, and they don't want them in those positions. And you got to remember also. You have to be approved to own a team. So I hate to break it to y'all. Jay-Z was in that room to get that halftime show, y'all. Hey, you guys have a great day. Roll tie, and I hope our defensive coordinator don't get too much trouble having a DUI. Hey, you guys have a great day. Peace. All right, so before we talk about what happened real quick, I'm on the grind. I'm going to just continue on uh, Jimmy's breaking news. Shout out to the homie Freddie Van Vliet. Um, So the the teams are – complete now of course the 
East starters are Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and DeMar DeRozan. The reserves, Jimmy Butler, uh, Darius Garland from the Cleveland Cavaliers, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet of your Toronto Red. Raptors. We the North. All right, um, in the West, the starters, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Stephen Curry, and Ja Morant. <laughs> the reserves. <laughs> That's funny, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green is back in the game, Donovan Mitchell, Draymond. Chris Paul, and from your Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns. Be awesome. Thought I was about to say the young boy. So uh, those are no, your, your all-star, your all-star reserves. Stay I mean, I think, on, I think stay hating on my I, young boy. I'm not hating on him. Dang, he he didn't even hear the next sentence I was about no, to I say. Talk, I was about I to say I think about both of them young boys. Oh, I was about to say I think both I of them young both. boys had a shot to make this and have a case. So did I. I'm shocked neither one of them made it. Right. I thought both of them. Young. I think they just thinking we can only take one Timberwolf, and then on the other side it's like. <laughs> like, I haven't watched too many Milwaukee games. Chris Milton balling like that this season, or is he just like I mean, a perennial now? He won a champ. Yeah, he's a perennial. Oh, man. Like, I mean, Van Van Fleet should be a perennial too. But you know, we about to see. We about to see him this one. Van Fleet definitely <laughs> earned his spot. I ain't even mad at that. Listen, man. I'm supposed to be mad at that. Listen, man. My two favorite players in the league is Van Fleet and Spencer Dumbledy, Man, I can't wait to Dumbledy come to Philly. Man, I'm getting season tickets. <laughs> For Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> Yo, they like, oh, no, he's going to be in D.C. by this. <laughs> no, I'm saying, Dunleavy for, for Maxey is going to be the trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be mm-hmm. Ben Ben and Maxey for Dunleavy and, and Bill. Mm-hmm. I take it. Yeah, you know I mean, so, <laughs> get your mumbo sauce, dog. I take it. I mean, dang, if the ball wasn't a band, he wanted to play, like, like I said, there's not a lot of trades that I would make for the ball. But now that we know he's just not going to show up, we got to take one of these deals. <laughs> and I'll take that Yo, one. Ben, ben going to get traded. He's going to play a couple games with that team, stink it up, and then disappear again. No. I would I would feel gonna, very they're gonna, like, justified as a Sixers fan if he did that. Yo, I then gonna really feel very justified if he did that. <laughs> See, but that's why he has to go to a franchise with no expectations. He can't handle expectations yeah. and, and pressure. Oh, yeah, I go, forgot. Go I told you, another, another one of his reasons, he's mad that Joel Embiid said what he said. He said at the same time, I didn't say anything publicly about Joel Embiid when he stunk up the Toronto series the year before. So he's saying Joe put him, throw him under the bus, and he didn't throw Joe under the bus. Yo, but when you look so at you that. You just did by saying that, didn't you? I know, but at the same time, mm-hmm. even though we do know Joel wasn't great in that series because that's when the ball, uh, um, um, damn, Powell's little brother, Mark Gasol, that's when Mark Gasol kind of had his number defensively. But if you go back and look at those, the stats for that joint, Joel was a plus 90 for that series, and Ben Simmons was a minus 15 <laughs> for that series. So it's like, dude, you still lose. Like even even when, we, even when we acknowledge Joel stunk it up, he was still the catalyst to why we you went know, he gotta to be, Game Seven. He got to be angry. Buzzer. He got to be angry as hell that Joel's having an MVP season. That's probably eating at him too. 
Yeah. And I hope Joe wins the MVP just to hear what he got to say. And the thank you, Joe. He's probably going to take a shot at Ben. Because you know what he probably I, expected. I hope, uh, he either expected B that Joel couldn't carry the team by himself, or he just expected Joel to miss more games and they need him more. Because, you know, that's usually his time to shine when Joel gets out. What it, that's what he it was. The team to victory. That's exactly what it was. And they're, and they're like in second place right now in the East. And he's like, this is backfiring on every single level. This is backfiring. I wish, I wish Joel some trouser friendly kisses from, uh, from Dan's uh, IG, <laughs> IG slurs. Yeah. Wow. All right, Jim, what happened, man? You know, it's time to move on. When, when yeah, the boys start talking that. about Charles the Friendly Dang Kisses. Oh, we drawn right now, y'all. Yo. Yo, yeah, what happened no. while you want to grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. It's a year. Yo, Jim, what we, so, what we think this is, the old days or something? Like we still on for? What the fuck is we doing? There's only really one story to really talk about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some of these stories is trash. NBA testing his own version of the Red Zone app on M- Like, I don't know how that even works. Um, it's called Crunch Mike Time. Evans. I don't even like – y'all know me. I don't like the Red Zone channel on actually, anyway. I know, and I'm the opposite. I love the Red Zone channel because – I actually you know, thought when they first announced this that it's, it could work, and I think it was Tobias that pointed out to me, though, like, nah, the end – because they, they're going to show crunch time in NBA games, and crunch time be like that's like two minutes, minutes left on the clock. That's going to take like an hour and a half with all the timeouts and replays, and so I changed yeah, that's my gonna mind. Be, that's that's going to be trash. I got to see how they're going to do that, man. Like they they got to have somebody funny like do the broadcast. I mean, but the truth is they've done it for years on NBA TV, but it had like commercial breaks and stuff like that. So their thing now, just like Red Zone, they're going to take commercials out, and it's just going to be all. Crunch time, you know, moments. Yeah, they gotta get somebody. The they gotta get somebody good to like to like hosting it. But um, mm-hmm. other story, real quick. Mike Evans threw Tom Brady's final touchdown pass into the stands. So you know he added again. Yeah, he threw his yeah, six hundred ball in the stand. They got that back. This one, they're not getting this back. Because I don't think anybody yeah. was thinking about it at the time. Because it wasn't a record. Tom didn't tell him that he was retiring. So somebody rich off that joint. Yeah, that's on time. Yo, I'll um, sell a joint for Giselle. But the big story, the big story <laughs> though, that we got to talk about is uh, Washington professional football team unveiled their Word. new name. They are the commies. We so, um, are commanders. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I've actually seen fans online yeah. doing that in front of the stadium. That's a new, that's so that's a new thing. So... Did they not think this through, fellas? Like, for me, like, I don't care. I knew it was going to be a situation. Like, the name could have been hot, and fans weren't going to like it. So I, there's a lot of people here complaining about the name and all that kind of stuff. For me, it's not the name. Like, this is Washington, D.C., so you know every time they change a team name, besides the Wizards and the Mystics on this whole magical, you know, Harry Potter-ish that they were on. But, you know, it's always a chance in Washington that the team is going to have something to do with the federal government so, you know, commander-in-chief, the nationals, the used to be called the senators, and the, the hockey team is called the capitals. So, you know, it was going to be something surrounding that, even though there was a whole bunch of names people said that they wanted. Um, but, yo, their, their, their colors are pretty much red and yellow, burgundy and gold, and they're called the Commodores. So people are going to be calling them the commies for short. 
red and yellow commies? <laughs> like did y'all mm. not think? Is it command? Is it is it is it the you mean the, is it the commanders or the commanders? Not the com- I called them the commodores. That was one of the jokes too. <laughs> I was about to um, say. I was about to say, man. That that, that, that came Yo, out. That was, came out so easy. Yo, you know what? Morning, all day I've been looking at this meme where they had the three players that were uh, modeling the uniform. They had they changed their faces, and of course, one was uh, Lionel Richie, and the other two two bulls from the Commodores. So they called them the Commodores. Now I'm calling them. So yeah, the Commanders. People are already, especially people you know, Dallas fans that live in the area, already calling them the Commies. (laughs) It just seemed like these big corporations, man, it's like they just they just tone deaf on a lot of the NFL the NFL is the most tone deaf organization there is. It's like, yo, the NBA has to sit back and laugh. (laughs) Like, y'all dudes are right completely getting morons. All the time. But now I don't know if you look at the ownership even the ownership Okay. Huh? Go look at the ownership of the various leagues. Like if you if you juxtapose the NBA to the NFL Ownership like even skews so much older than NFL. These, you know, first of all, did you see a Bengals owner when they won the um, AFC when he came out? Like, yo, no, what I say? thought Bo was going to die right there while getting interviewed. Bo was like 107, yo. Like, <laughs> Bo literally lived through the depression, and like, so this, these are the kind of people that own NFL teams. Like, they have, they're so out of touch. Like, it's it's comical, yo. <laughs> the commanders? Yeah. That's what we doing? Right. Off topic, but back to the the whole Bill Belichick thing. Uh, Y'all homie Fred Purdue texted me. He said, "Yes, Bill did that on purpose, and he and he is sticking it to the league." I, I didn't like, you know, Fred going take the side of making Bill look smart no matter what. So even though we had our leanings toward that, like, would Fred say anything different? I don't, I don't believe it no more. <laughs> Billy's his guy. No. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what Fred does though. Fred Fred is like Fred doesn't even leave room to be wrong. Like it's it's definitely this. He's like definite about everything, and that's not how <laughs> life works. When you have a quarterback like fill in the blank, like like Matthew Stafford, <laughs> <laughs> yo yo. Anyway, yeah, man, so, so that's, 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 that's to the, the Commodores, man. Yeah, there are a lot of people saying we would have taken the red wolves and we would have taken the red tails and we would have taken this, but because I'm truly <clears throat> my fault. Yo, um, <laughs> Dev keep calling them Dev keep calling them the Commodores and whatnot. You keep calling them the Brick House. <laughs> Yo, shout out to uh, shout out to Big Nita, Dev. You don't remember Big Nita, do you? Big Nita was the chick that was on the uh, the cruise boat singing Brick House. But anyway, that's either here or there. Shout out to Big Nita. Um, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember Big Nita. Big Nita was yeah. Was, shout to Big. She was that work. Big Nita. Anyway, right. man, but uh, that's the big story of the week, man. The, uh, the commies. But uh, tell everybody what happened <laughs> in Dayton sports history, so we can get out of here. Will do. Uh, this Dayton sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Make sure you get your copy of Sports the Book and read something real and not all that bull that y'all watch every day on TV. All right, so this date in sports history, February 3rd, uh, 2000. And this is another one sent in by War Room Sports superfan, Neil. Shout out to Neil. You know, all her uh, drinks that she sends us, be, that ha- they have something to do with the WWE, but, or formerly known as WWF because she's a big wrestling fan. But this one 
The XFL, the Extreme Football League, was announced on this date as a joint venture between the WWF and NBC. It started a year later, of course, and ultimately only lasted one season, with each company losing an estimated $70 million with this experiment. So, you know, The Rock is involved, and they're supposed to be doing it again. So, we'll, you know, still waiting on news to see when that's going to happen. But we like to give I mean, this this historical moment in sports a big war room salute. Salute, salute. on your failures. At least, we got he hate, at, least, at least we got he hate me out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody I know got he hate me out of it, too. Shout out to them. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's get out of here, man. Man, look, shout out to everybody who supports everything we do. We definitely appreciate it, man. Um, make sure you check us out, though, you know what I mean, as we start our in-depth coverage leading up to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. 56. So, listen, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy whatever sports you're watching or attending or playing. Do whatever you're doing. But please, please stay safe. Catch everything we do, all of our social media, podcasts, webcasts, everything. Even my book, Sports the Book. Everything can be found at our hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see each other on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.